You are listening to the Tell Em Sis podcast show with real people and real conversations where we often have raw truths. I am your host, Mikey Collier. And once again, welcome to the Tell Em Sis podcast show. Hello, once again, we are so excited to have an amazing guest to the Tell Em Sis podcast show. You all know we've been doing a series, The Woman, The Womb. I am so excited to introduce to you all, I like to call her the one, the only, Holly. She has a last name, but we call her Holly (laughs) (laughs) because she is holy. She is blessed. She is woman. She is womb. She is a beautiful person inside and out. And normally I do a, um, you know, I, I read bios and formal introductions, but when I tell you all, I think the spirit is going to introduce her. She's a daughter of the most high. She uh, comes from amazing background. Yes, her mother and her father passed her, but they are beautiful people. She's married to a musician. She has two amazing uh, queen daughters who are coming up. One is still in, still in the womb. <laughs> and um one is just a fireball. And so, you know what, Holly, can you just introduce yourself to the people? I, I just, I, I love doing these podcasts because every single one is different. Everyone yeah. is different. And so um, tell the people, introduce the people, tell them a little bit about yourself. Wow. Well, first of all, I just want to say thanks for even asking me to be on and considering me. That is such an honor because man, the last two guests, oh my goodness, they have blessed me. And I was like, oh Lord, you know, you've done asked this girl from Sykes to be on here, but no, I am excited to be here. Um, Really, I just call myself, you know, a daughter of the King. Like you said, my main purpose and calling is to help women see who they are through God's eyes. Because I feel like if we're, if we're blind, we're bound. And so my mission Mm -hmm. is to open the eyes of the daughters. So they see who they are and who their daddy is, who is God to them, who is their father. And then of course, you know, I'm a wife to an amazing husband who is in our ministry. It's actually our anniversary tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, I said, man, I've kept you for eight years. I'm doing good. (laughs) Man, when you marry into ministry, oh, he could have ran several times, but he didn't. So he is a godly man. Um, And then I'm a mom, which, oh my goodness, you know, I used to think the most scariest thing would be to stand in front of a crowd of people and speak. No, it is raising two queens in this world. That is a scary thing, but it is such a holy calling that I do not take lightly. So I'm just a Holy Ghost fire-filled mom. (laughs) You know what? And I love the fact that you said I am a Holy Ghost fire-filled mom. The only thing I would change out of that is the just. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know, we, and and I know it, but you are a minister of the gospel. Mm -hmm. I believe that you are, let let, let me tell about you. (laughs) You are, you have a, you have a, an ability to tell stories through the gospel, through everyday life that touches the depth of people. You are a minister of the gospel. You are a midwife in the spirit 
spirit and um, you are a giant in the spirit. And I am so blessed to, to know you. I am so blessed to uh, just be a part of your life, your family's life. I'm just so, so excited. And yes, I did think about you, Holly. When the Lord gave me the woman, the womb, I said, wait a minute, Jesus. <laughs> Perfect timing. I did, but I, I mean, and I wasn't even thinking about the fact that you are currently carrying. I just knew that you had a desire to help women. And yes. I said, Lord, I was like, I want to have her on the podcast because the woman, the womb, if people, I really, I went to go study the womb, which is the private place. It's the place of production. It's the, it's the secret place. It's, yeah. uh, where things are nurtured, it's where things are hidden, it's where things are um, developed. And so, so many times, because I've had women on already, they don't have natural children, but they are a woman with a womb, right? And so they are still producing, they're still nurturing. And one of the things that I wanted to do with this is because of course, it's Women's History Month. And I know someone may come back and listen to this a year later. So it doesn't matter what month it is, I just right. need them to know that they are important to, to our daddy. <laughs> our yeah. father loves them. And so when I say womb, and I always say everybody has a womb story. And I just believe yeah. that you are full, that you are mm -hmm. um, not only pregnant with a natural child, but with purpose and yeah. power. And I would love for you to just share any womb story or anything that you would love for our listeners to hear. Yeah, well, when I read um, that question, this story popped up into my head, and it's not a story that I wanted to share. It's, you know, a humbling story. I'm kind of telling on myself and exposing my dirty laundry, but you know what? That's what the birthing room is, right? It exposes every private part of you, and one thing I love about you, Pastor Micah, is that you are someone that I would want in my spiritual birthing room because we have a lot of women that show up to spiritual showers, but we don't trust a lot of women in the spiritual birthing room. There's a difference in you celebrating me and you supporting me. And I know that I have support. So <laughs> don't you start already. Listen, my, 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 you already up in there. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna calm down. Go ahead. Yes. So I know I can expose the pain with you and it's a safe place. So actually, um, when I was pregnant with my daughter, Livy, um, so almost four years ago, actually four years ago this month is when this happened. Um, I was getting ready at a Holiday Inn, actually, to speak at a women's conference. Our beloved friend, um, Pastor Roxanne's women's conference. And, you know, she's going to be with the Lord. Oh, I miss her. But I was getting ready and nobody yes. knew, except <laughs> my parents and my husband, that three days before I left for the conference, my daughter, we had went to the doctor for a final checkup and they said she has a heart condition. Now, this has never popped up before on any other scan. We had had plenty of scares with her during my pregnancy. I almost lost her several times, several ER visits, nothing about her heart issue. So I was standing in the holiday in bathroom, getting ready, going over my sermon, praying. And I said, God, you know, I'm getting ready to preach to all of these women. I'm about to pray healing over all of these women, but my daughter is the need of a healing. So how can you heal them and not heal my daughter? And I was begging him to heal her heart. And I will never forget this. In the most tender voice, he said, Holly, 
I can't heal her heart until you let me heal your heart. Because what nobody Mm -hmm. knew Mm -hmm. is that I had so much unforgiveness and bitterness in my own heart from a situation that had happened. I was Mm -hmm. carrying this burden and it was crushing my baby. See, we don't realize when we pick up a burden, it crushes our spiritual baby. That's why, just like in the natural, they say, be careful when you're pregnant, what you pick up. Why? Because it's heavy and it's damaging. Yeah. I picked up this bitterness. I refused. This person went to our church. I was deeply hurt by them. I didn't want to forgive them. I'll just be honest with you. Maybe all of these listeners, they're holy and good. So they don't feel like this, but (laughs) if I are in the parking lot, I want to go slash your tires. So I'd have to pray before I walked in the church. Okay. (laughs) But I was like, you know, God, you cannot ask me to forgive this person. This is unforgivable. The situation that happened. And he, he said, you have a choice. You can either spiritually put this baggage on your baby or you can walk away today free, but the choice is up to you. Mm. And from that moment forward, I will never forget that number one, my calling has a cost. And number two, I have to be careful because if I pick up something that's too heavy, it could destroy my promise. My, 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 Holly, wait a minute. We got to we got we to gotta unpack this a little bit because you have said a mouthful. First of all, you said that something had been revealed that had never shown up before. Yes. And in your mind, you're saying almost this comes at the brink of me now getting ready to minister healing, getting ready to minister deliverance, all of these things. Isn't it funny how... Um, when God is what people don't realize when they say, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I say, make sure you understand, like you said, yep. what it costs for that yeah. call and what it costs for you to carry. Because a lot of times you're going to have to go through in order to get through to other people yep. what God wants to do. And, and and you said something and you said, so you began to talk to God. And, yeah. and here's what I want people to, to see too. You talk to God and he answered. Now yes. the answer, Holly, doesn't always come like we want it to. We no. won't go ahead, Lord. Like, uh, okay, you're going to minister to these people. So I know you're going to hear my daughter. Okay, Holly, not a problem. She's healed. Go ahead and do your work. And he said, okay, before we do that, let's talk about you. Yes. Yeah. Let's expose you because here's the thing I've discovered in ministry. And before I ever minister, man, I literally, and I think we should all do this daily, but I examine my heart, number one, because I refuse to minister with messy hands. That's why the Bible says clean hands and a pure heart. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that will see God. I can't pick up my blessing with messy hands and I can't minister with messy hands, especially. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's so powerful. My mother-in-law, I remember when we were getting ready to start ministry and she just said a very simple thing and I wrote it down and I put it on my refrigerator. She said, um, keep, keep your neck clean and keep Mm -hmm. it casting. That's all she said. She said, she said, make sure whatever you do, keep your neck clean. And I, that meant so much to me. And it's what you're saying to examine, um, examine yourself, examine, um, you as the vessel and what God is going to use. So I want to go back to, um, this, this particular moment, because 
I think people are really listening. And um, I love that you said, maybe you're listening and you're, you're holier than thou. And this never, this, you know, you never think this way. And, and, and I want to, yeah. I just want to pause with there because we say it and we laugh, Holly, but it, it's so true. Like um, people I think that because I am in righteousness, right. Standing with God that I don't, that I don't, that I may not sometimes battle with my mind. So I need the listeners to understand that it, it doesn't mean that you still don't battle with your mind. You just can't, you just can't allow those thoughts to take you captive. You can't allow those thoughts to, um, to, uh, have you to go in the places where you cannot go. So here you are with, um, with, with, with realizing that God's saying you got to clear your heart because you had picked up bitterness and didn't even really realize it. You know, because, you, you know, man, it's fun. The hurt was not my fault, but the healing in that moment became my responsibility. I didn't ask to be hurt, but in order for my family to move forward and be blessed, the healing was up to me. You know, and I'm sure there's listeners out here today, you know, they had experienced church hurt or family hurt. You did not ask for those people to walk out on you or to treat you that way or to talk about you or to gossip about you. But what you do from this moment forward is not about them. It's about you. It's about your spiritual baby, because at the end of the day, they won't be in the birthing room. You will. And it's up to you to make sure you're spiritually not delivering stillborns. Ooh, ooh. you did not cause the hurt which resulted in the pain mm -hmm. but you have a responsibility for your own healing let, let me release this too while we're yeah. talking because um I started off saying you know you have a knack for um you know helping women and different stuff but I neglected to say you have a spiritual, um, awakening desire to also help leadership. I, I oh, know yes. you don't, but yeah, because you have a burden <laughs> for the pastors, you know, for the for the leaders and the things. And and I hope someone heard that, you know, because I believe that uh, ministers will listen to this. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. I don't know you. You may be you, you may you you may be on the streets listening to this. I, we hope that every and anybody is listening to this. And whatever pain that 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 you know you're going through, even though you didn't cause it, I want you to know you are responsible for your healing. Holly, that is, that's powerful. So you had that aha moment. Can you lead us into what happened from that point on? You heard the Lord, you realized you picked up this bitterness and you pick. So, so what I hear too is be careful what you pick up while you're carrying and also what you yes. pick up even when you're not carrying because you're eventually going to carry. So yes. And because what well, happened? So in that moment, once again, still in the holiday in bathroom, I'm like, Lord, could you not have done this at the altar or something? I mean, my goodness, my curling irons on, my mascara is everywhere. Yes. <laughs> but I, I knew what I had to do and I knew it wouldn't be easy. And this required me to reach out to this individual. Now, hear me when I say this, because I have struggled with this myself. When, especially when you're in ministry, we think when you forgive somebody, you welcome them back with open arms. But 
be careful because once again, your healing is your responsibility, but you also have to protect what you're carrying. Mm -hmm. And not everybody is supposed to be in your circle. You can love them. You can forgive them, but they don't, you don't have to have a welcome party back for them. So I texted this person and I said the simple words, I forgive you. I love you. I'm done with the situation. We will move forward. And this is what's so funny. Two years later, after the situation happened, she, this person hurt me again. And I thought, Lord, oh my gosh, I wasn't supposed to be hurt by this same thing. You know, I, I forgave her. And he brought me back to this thing of forgiveness is not just a one-stop situation. Mm -hmm. And my mother actually told me this. she said, if you have to forgive this person every minute of every day to make sure your heart is pure, do it. Mm -hmm. I don't care how many times they've hurt you. I'm not saying pick up the phone and be besties and go to lunch with them. But I am saying between you and God, God, I forgive that person. Help me to forgive that person. God, give me clean hands and a pure heart. Because at the end of the day, how could I pick up my blessing in one arm, but still carry a hatchet in the other? Mm. I can't pick up a blessing when my hands are full. And that's what he was revealing to me. You're asking me to do miracles, signs, and wonders. You're asking for a ministry. You're asking for a family. You fought for a family, but you're going to let the devil trip you up over one person. You're going to let one person stop you from producing generation after generation after generation. One person. Wow. Wow. That's so good. Do you know, um, and I don't mean to get deep into this, but do you think that sometimes we will have pain? And, and I love that, that, um, you know, that Mama True said to, you know, keep forgiving. Like it's not a, it's yeah. not a one-time thing because the forgiveness is not for the other person. No. It's for you. And, and I think that's the key right there. Like we kind of forget that. I think sometimes, and this is what I was thinking when you were talking, I think sometimes mentally dealing with the mind, we will hold on to the pain because we feel like um, it becomes our justification to um, to it's, it's kind of like, I'm going to hold this, I'm going to hold these glasses in my hand because when you come around, when I'm feeling that I have something that can justify why yes. I react to you, why I do this, why I do that with, and, and, and it's really us not walking in the fullness of love. And like you said, it's not that, that we embrace that person or the people or whatever back into us. Cause we're supposed to guard what we're carrying. We're supposed to guard our hearts with all diligence. And, but, but I, I, I love the fact that you realize, listen, I need to keep doing this. And you said something so key, Holly, you said, Lord, help me. Yeah. Because man, I'll tell you one thing. If you really want to check your heart for pride, start forgiving people mm. because love how you said it's not for them. It's for you because we think, oh, I don't need their forgiveness. I don't need their acceptance. I don't need that. You do. If you want to live, like you said, in the fullness of God, you have got to lay down your pride, pick up your cross and forgive. Why do you think Jesus said on the cross, Lord, forgive them? Because he was not about to let this one situation keep him from fulfilling the purpose God had set before him. Yes. So, I have to daily pick up my cross and lay down the hatchet. It's mm. not pretty. The cross is embarrassing. The cross is humbling. But you know what? There's glory after the cross. 
There's always resurrection after the cross. And when I tell you, I am able now to look at individuals that have hurt me and I have, I won't say a pity, but I almost like an aha of like, Uh Lord, they're really hurting. They really need you because I can't fix them. My situation, you know, I can shoot them a mean text all day and all night. That's not going to fix an ugly heart. No, the only one that's ugly heart is God. And so when I give him the control of that situation, that's when I can fully walk in forgiveness and peace, man. That is one thing during my pregnancies, even this pregnancy, I'm like, Lord, I just want peace. That's all really a pregnant person wants is peace, right? Because the doctors say, don't get stressed out because what you feel, your baby feels. What you and feel, just your baby feels. Yeah, yeah, we could, we could, we could, we could talk about that, <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's crazy because all of the women I have been talking to, whether they're carrying or not, everything has really had this uh, familiar conversation in the aspect of your womb is purposeful. Your womb is precious. Guard it. Be careful Mm -hmm. on what you ingest, what you digest. Be careful what you emotionally, mentally feel and deal with. It's not that you're sitting around being a, a hermit and not moving or doing that. But but again, you're guarding life. Yes. You are caring naturally or spiritually. You are not just guarding yourself. You no. are guarding your life. You know, I always tell people on Sunday mornings or, or whenever I'm going to minister, I don't, I can't talk or listen to, listen to, to people or different stuff. I'm carrying somebody's destiny in yes. my belly and I don't have time for it to be disturbed, disrupted, or um, desensitized even no. to the flesh where I miss the spirit. Oh, Holly, this is so good. This well, is you think good. about it. I know I'm loving this. If Let's go to Genesis, first womb, the first woman. Why do you think that the devil attacked her and not Adam? Because she's a carrier. Yeah, yeah. She has the purpose to produce and yes. he knew years down the line there'd be a little virgin girl in Nazareth named Mary that was connected to Eve and if he could get Eve that means he could get Mary and what I want to say to every minister every woman every person out there listening maybe the warfare is not about your womb maybe it's about what's connected to your womb years down the road you're over here having a pity party because someone hurt your feelings Honey, your son could be the next T.D. Jakes, the next minister. And you're over here letting this one person that gave you a bad look keep you from walking in your blessing. The people. That's what I always <laughs> tell people. The people. Listen. Right. The people. Listen, you know the um the salmon uh, uh swims uh, against the current. They swim upstream. And they say the bear is always in there, you know, fishing, trying to get the salmon. And most people think that that the bear wants the salmon. The bear doesn't want the salmon. The Mm -hmm. bear wants what the salmon is carrying. The bear likes the caviar. The bear likes the seed in there. And so many times we neglect our womb. So many times we um, 
We don't think of the health of our of, of our natural womb, our spiritual womb. And, 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 and we're looking, like you said, all of these external things when in reality, it's really after the seed. You know, you went to Genesis, Holly, and, and I was thinking about that. I think this is the second, third chapter. I think it's third chapter where it talks about where he says there will be enmity, right? Between yes. the enemy and your, like always. So yeah. that's, that's so powerful. I mean, I know that's a type and shadow in, in that scripture, but it always still reminds me, like you said, why did he go to, why did he go to Eve and not to Adam? Because yes. he didn't go to the ejector, he went to the receptor. Yes. Yes. And I love how he doesn't just, I mean, he was a snake, right? He could have bitter and poisoned her, but instead, instead he let the little lies get in her ears. Well, did God really say that? That's the first question he asked her. Did God really say that? He makes her question the creator. The only person that she had a connection with besides her husband, he's making her question why? Because he doesn't want her to trust him. So here we have the devil in our daily lives. Did God really say to forgive that person? Right. Did God <laughs> say that you have a purpose? Did God really say that you were called and chosen and set apart? Did he really say that? Those are the lies that the enemy uses to completely destroy our purpose and potential. And he's, he, he, he uses them. He will continue to use them. It never stops. And here's what's so crazy. As powerful as we are, as anointed as we are, that voice will come up. Oh yeah. And what people have to realize is they have to move in their authority. They have to move in their dominion power to cast it out, to, to speak to it until it is a lie. And, and yes. how to do that is you straight out tell them, first of all, yep. and you keep reminding your own self what God said. Yes. Well, and you know, just like a natural woman is in birth, get you a focal point in the spirit. Say, devil, I don't have time to play these games. Why? Because my sons and daughters are going to get saved. I don't have time to play these games. I'm getting a healing. I don't have time for this. My ministry is going forward. The problem is in this day and age, we are so distracted by dumb things because we let the enemy do it. Instead, Ooh. get focal point in the faith and say, I will not be moved. Just like Nehemiah, I'm not getting off this wall for nobody. I will not come down. No. There's a great work to do. You yes. better come on, Queen. Listen, <laughs> you said dumb distractions. I'm I'm gonna write that down. I hope somebody, <laughs> I hope y'all in your car about to pull over right now, <laughs> listening to this. I don't care if you're on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, but you say to yourself, to, from this day forward, no more will I allow dumb distractions to keep me from God's powerful purpose through my life, in my life, for my life. My and God. when you find out that your focus really is the main thing here, because like when I was in delivery with Libby, they number one said, get you a focal point. But if I got my eyes off of the focal point, what would happen? My breathing would mess up and that would make her struggle. Why are we struggling in ministry? Why are we struggling as women of God? Because we have forgotten to breathe and let our focal point speak for us. I know I'm in pain right now, but that blanket over there is about to have my promise in it. So I'm going to push through the pain to get to my promise. It's all going to be worth it. I know they lied on you, but it's all going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. I know you're walking in a season of despair and hurt, 
it's all going to be worth it. Do not let the distraction keep you from delivering. Wow. There's nothing else to say say for that. (laughs) Push through the pain. I mean, we could... I'm not, I'm not getting ready to dissect that. I'm not getting ready to repeat that. Someone just needs to slide the little lever back and listen to that part again, (laughs) put their little lever. You know, Holly, I was going to, um, man, I, I hope y'all, I hope, listen, I'm, 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 if y'all could see me right now, I'm like reaching right into the microphone saying, (laughs) I hope you all heard that it's going to all be Yes. You know, I was going to ask you, you know, how can we help some of the younger women? Because I've been asking this question because um, there's always somebody younger coming behind us. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that the older is supposed to teach the younger. How can we help even the younger ones that are coming up, but behind us, you have, you have a, you have a little um, and is what I call them. They're not a woman yet, but she's a um, and you have a little um, and, you know, but how can we help some of the younger ones, some of the teenagers in their young twenties that are about to embark like on some of the places that, 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 that we've already chartered, we've already ventured into, how can we as women, as womb help some of them? Oh man, that's a loaded question right now, right there. And I think I have two answers for you and I'm speaking as if I'm the 20 year old, because I mean, 10 years ago I was, you know, and especially being a 20 year old growing up in ministry, that in itself, we could be here all day on, Mm -hmm. but I would say number one is we, as women of God, we have got to start walking in integrity. We will never walk in influence until we first sit at the feet of Jesus and have integrity because I literally, we um, had a Bible study two weeks ago and I was speaking to a group of moms and I said, the Holy spirit convicted me so hard about three weeks ago. I was watching a show on Netflix, you know, eating some popcorn, letting my belly all out, you know, it's getting big. Yeah. Just great night. And the show came up and I loved the show. It had some language in it, had some stuff in it. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, your daughter's in here. And I said, yeah, it's our house, Lord. And he said, this show, you went and play on the big screen at church. So why are you playing it in the four walls of your home? Oh, Lord. I claim to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, but I can't even turn the television off. Mm. But I expect to walk in authority and influence in Livy's life. If I wouldn't want that text I'm about to send to be forwarded to every member of my church, why am I about to send it? Mm. If I wouldn't want what I'm about to speak to myself and to my daughter in a microphone, why would I speak it? We have got to start walking in integrity as women of God, because here's the thing. These, this generation coming up, they have every form of influence out there. Every form, you go on Pinterest, you go on Snapchat, you go on TikTok, you go on Instagram. They have everything they want to see. But what I want to know is the real thing. Are you the same person you are at Applebee's as you are behind the pulpit? Yeah. I don't care how many followers you have. I don't care how well you speak and minister, how you treat people. How well do you treat your family? That's the real ministry there. And I think this generation, we see enough filters. We see enough fake. We need a real move of God. We need to see real women experiencing a real God. God. Listen, and and once again, 
This is what I've been hearing. I've been hearing we need to be authentic. We need to yes. be real. We need to um, speak truth. And you added another component, which which really ties a lot of it is integral. Like we have to yeah. be integral people. We have to walk, be people that walks in integrity. I love the fact that you said it's not about in, I can't be a person of influence if I'm not a person of integrity. And it's almost like integrity, no. character, honor. Those are all bad words now. People want to make them seem, but they're not. <laughs> and let's, no. can we, you know, I think they do this thing now. Can we, can we make this popular again? Or can we, can we make this common? Can we make integrity, you know, walking in integrity? My husband likes to say, what you see is what you get. And, and he says that because when yes. we, even when our, um, we have new members at the ministry and stuff, this, we, we are the same everywhere we go. Like we don't, we're not trying to put on these different hats and do all these different things. And that's no. so good because you, I hope the listeners hear this. You said there's influences everywhere, which they are. There's influences, <laughs> but those influences are filtered. Those influences mm -hmm. are scripted. Those influencers are yeah. being paid to present However, faith-filled women of God, movers, yes. shakers, business owners, um, whatever it is that you do, we have to move in integrity first because integrity actually will make you influential. <laughs> yeah, it will. And you know what I've discovered is you get integrity when you're intimate with the king, because I got my integrity in the throne room, not the green room. I got the influence in the green room. I got integrity in the throne room. And we have, and this is for the ministers. Stop worrying about the green room. Get your face back in the throne room. You want your church to grow of this generation? Get in the throne room. You look at the revival that just broke out in all of the colleges. Not one huge speaker was there. Not one main band was there. Why? It was all about a real and raw, genuine move of God. Listen, you you know, I did not even know. I don't know where I was at, but I didn't even know that a revival had broke out with our young people. I had said that we're getting it ready to move into a revival mode. And so, of course, somebody looked at me like I was crazy. Like, of course, you've been seeing it. And I was like, I didn't, I hadn't seen it. They was like, yeah, it's happening through the colleges. So I, I went then to look it up, but I, I didn't know. And I, and I told my daughter, I said, you'll probably hear me reference you so much on my podcast because she's 24 and I'm watching um, just her generation, their yes. hunger for God in their way. Yes. You said, and yes. they're not moved by the names and the stuff. And, and it's funny because this is what I hear, Holly. We have to be careful to labeling them. That, yes. that all they want is the big names and this and that. Because mm -hmm. sometimes that's what we're seeing and we're thinking that's yes. all they want. But this revival also kind of solidifies that. They didn't have big names, like you said. So mm -hmm. they're, they're, God is raising up a generation that is hungry for the presence yes. of God, for the power yes. of God. It's they, 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 they're fine. They, they, yeah, they know the names. They like them, all that stuff. But when it comes to their work, Worship. Yep. When it comes to their praise, when it comes to their God, they want to know him authentically. Yes. They want to know him from a pure place. Lord, I hope y'all heard that. 
And she said, I'm talking yes. to ministers. She said, if you want your church to, to grow with, um, with the new generation, if you want to make impact for the kingdom of God, that's what she said. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what she said. Yeah. Then it's not going to happen in the no. green room. It's going to happen in the throne room. We have to get back to prayer, getting back to yes. at the feet of God. Oh, I love you. You know, I you know, have enough performance. Every time they open their phone, there's a performance. But when you get them in the presence, that's what goes. That's a legacy right there is when you get them in the presence. You know, my mom and dad, their ministry and our family was birthed in the presence because, you know, they talk about how when they were at youth camp years ago that they both got called into the ministry that same night. It wasn't fancy. It wasn't pretty. And their ministry has not been fancy or pretty. But when there's one thing I know. My mom and dad know the presence of God. And in result, they've made sure their children and grandchildren know the presence of God. I cannot settle for the smoke when I've had a taste of the flame. And I refuse to have a smoke show when the fire of God's calling me. I refuse for it. Wait, I'm going to throw this microphone through to here right now because I am just like, I just closed my eyes and just was listening to you speak. And then I um, when you said the presence of God, I've, I've been to your ministry several times. And as a matter of fact, I just went back. My mom recorded when um, when Pastor True prophesied over my yeah. life. I'm so glad she had it on recording because I went back and I listened to it and I just began to weep because um, it's the, the power of wanting to see God's people Here's what I hear when I think about your dad and I think about the power of wanting to see God's people okay. Yeah. The power of wanting to see God's people know him for themselves. The yes. power of we're not going to be small in our talk or anything. We serve a big God. It, yes. It's like you said, doesn't have to be fancy, no. but 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 it's faithful. It, it's it, faithful. it doesn't have to be um uh big it can be small but it's significant it, it's yes. with the power of God and that's what I love I'm so happy right now I'm just so I'm just so yes. happy right now I I love this I love so yes. listen you all have to hear this the summation how we can help our younger ones as women that are coming up as the woman as the womb we need to mm -hmm. learn how to move in integrity we need yes. to know they have enough influences that are out there that are not the real thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the second part of that, and kind of, I had kind of said it, you know, earlier in this podcast, but when I'm, when I was pregnant, even during this pregnancy, you know, I'm planning my baby shower. That's exciting, right? I'm going to look great in a pretty dress, get my makeup done. I'm okay with having certain people in that room. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, the hard thing that's going to happen in the birthing room, there's only a select people I want in there. And I think if we want these younger people to open up to us, we have to be willing to, number one, meet them where they're at, see them where they're at, but not let them stay where they're at. Yes, <laughs> that's so it. Right see, there. see that, you know what, they didn't have a lifestyle like you did growing up. They might have been through hell and back, but 
you're going to let them, you're going to see their pain and not be scared of it. You're Mm. not going to be afraid of the bloody mess that happens in the birthing room. You're not going to be afraid of that, but you're going to push them. And this is the key part there. When they deliver, stay there with them. Don't leave them. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm laughing because as soon as you were speaking, I went all the way back to birthing. Uh, when I was in the birthing room, two of my beautiful friends came up to visit me. I was in contractions, doing everything. And I just went fast, like from mm-hmm. seven to 10, like in, in no time. And they were in the room. The doctor said, nobody move. We're all here. My one friend <laughs> said, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Yeah. And we we were laughing, but we were like, Calm down. You in yep. the room. You, you, yep. God, God meant for you to be in the room. You're about to be a part of this. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be ugly. It's you, you, you wasn't expecting it, but you are in the room. Yep. Listen, you said a mouthful. We cannot be afraid of their messiness. No. And man, you know, I'll never forget a situation two years ago I had to walk through and for the first time in my life, I was scared to even ask God for help. It was that of a messy situation. And he said, Holly, your mess isn't too messy for the master. I don't know how to fix their mess, but I can lead them to the master. And he does. I mean, you look at the woman that committed adultery, right? What did Jesus do? He got in her dirt with her. Yes, yes he did. He made he didn't say contact. nothing. No. He made eye contact with the woman, you know, was hanging her head in shame. He got on her level, but he didn't leave her there. He pulled her back up with him. And that's what we as women of God, let them know, I see you in your pain. I feel your pain, but we're not going to stay in your pain. Yeah, we're not going to stay there. We got, we have to get up. You know, I'm so glad you said that because that's, that's like, it's funny because that's how I operate. I always think about when I was pregnant with my second son, my midwife, she was tough. She <laughs> she was tough. She literally was like, look here, my God. She said, <laughs> she said, we getting ready to have this baby. She said, I get off of my shift at seven in the morning. She's like, I refuse to have been with you all here all night and we're not going to see this baby. Do you understand me? And I was like, I said, yeah. I mean, it was just crazy. And I I laughed that I had that experience because that's the type of midwife I am. Like, I don't have the the, the nice little cushiness that people are saying. Like, I'm like, Look here, baby. We got to we we got to get this thing out. We're gonna have to. It's gonna be nasty for me. It's gonna be ugly. You are not. You matter of fact, you're not even gonna like me. But you know what's so awesome with that is she knew if your baby stayed in there too long, it could die. And we yes. have many people spiritually walking around with stillborns because there was no one there to catch their babies. Jesus. Mm-hmm. There was no one there to deliver. There was no one there to say keep pushing, keep breathing, keep focused. They were left alone. And we have so many injuries and so many callings that we've had to bury because there was no one there ready to get messy and catch the baby. Listen, you, you talking part of my life right there. Cause it's a whole bunch <laughs> of babies that I know I have, I have, uh, killed. There are babies that I yeah. have uh, allowed to, 
um, just, just windle away because, you know, be born still because no one was there to help. And so, you know, I'm glad that you said that because when God gave me the woman, the womb, I, again, it, it didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Right. Like, I was like, uh, God, I, I don't know. I want to talk about mindset stuff. I want to do this. I, you know, you know, we want to talk about, I want to do this. And and I I want to publicly say I thank God for you. I always say, yeah, the 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 podcast is the Tell Em Sus podcast show. And those that know me, that is the eulogy that I spoke for my brother's um for my brother's funeral. And um I could just hear him in the spirit say, Tell them, sis, you know, I, I need you to let them know. And um, but but the birthing room, which we're gonna have in Ju July, I, I tell people, I said Holly was such a big part of me moving forward with the birthing room I like she would literally text and be like yeah we need you and I'm like would she leave me alone <laughs> yes well and you know what pastor we need so many women we need more Marys when they come to you know their cousin Elizabeth you look at Mary and Elizabeth Elizabeth's baby didn't move it was dormant but when Mary walked on the scene, her baby made what was inside Elizabeth's womb jump. So what I want is, and you make my spiritual babies jump when we're around each other. And man, even when you call me and just say, Hey, I'm checking on you. Something inside of me comes back to life. And so if I could say one last thing to these women, be careful who speaks into your womb. Mm. There's life and death in the power of your tongue. And, you know, pastor Ronnie Webb, I will never forget it in my twenties. I was in a relationship I knew I shouldn't have been in. I was running from the calling of God. And he said, be careful who touches your calling. Mm. And when what happens when you go into the birthing room, before you're allowed to touch the baby, what do they let you do? You Wash gotta, your hands. You got to clean up. <laughs> you gotta clean. So be careful who speaks into your womb because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yes. And we have people out here murdering other ministries, mur murdering other dreams, because number one, they're scared or they're jealous or they feel infuriated. They're scared of that. Second thing is all these young ladies, be careful who you let touch your calling. Mm. That joker that just asked you out, he is not worth your calling. Listen. That is not. Let me tell you something. I had to, I argued with Bishop Webb. I said, Bishop, this guy's a good guy. He goes to my church. And he said, Holly, he will never go where you're going. Mm. So be careful what number one, what you attach yourself with, but be careful because what you're carrying is going places. My, my, my. Be, listen, listeners. <laughs> be careful, woman. Be careful, yes. womb. It, it is, it's vital. God, mm -hmm. I, I, I love being a woman. Holly, I, I really, yeah. I, 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 um, I had to grow into realizing that I'm not just a woman for me, but mm -hmm. I'm a woman to help other women. And yeah. you have, um, you're going to have two daughters. I have, uh, one daughter, two sons and love my daughter and loves and just getting a chance to nurture them now as adults. I, I just told somebody, I said, I know your children are getting older. I said, but I will tell you, they need you just as much in their adult years, if not more. 
my gosh, yes. <laughs> I know because you think about how much you need your mama, aren't you? Listen, <laughs> I, my mom and dad, my poor father jokes how he's going to have my cell phone shut off at the amount of times I call my mom, you know, what do I do with this? Or always, it was horrible when I first got married because I went from living with my parents straight into wifehood and Lord, the first week we had no food, no clean clothes. So I said, I better learn how to do laundry. So he has some clean underwear and I better learn how to cook. <laughs> how do we I have was, you back on when we do, when we do a wife show? <laughs> or man, and my mom, she would say, well, how bad did you burn the food? How bad did you rip his clothes? I said, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> oh my goodness. Speaking of which, you have an amazing husband. If you oh, all are listening, he is, uh, um, I'm going to do that too. The Lord told me to do that, to do a, um, a musical podcast. I want to have yeah. the musicians on and let them just play and talk. And um, yeah, I got, I don't know why God's giving me all kind of ideas, but I'm excited. Um, yeah. I'm just giving him my yes. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm giving him my yes. And um, I want to end this with this. Holly, you, how do you, how do you take care of you? You know, like, um, I, you, you work in ministry, your wife, your mom. And I say this because I know how it is to get lost in doing all the stuff, but I also realize how important it is to take care of ourselves. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you take care of you in the midst of all the other stuff? Well, you know, I actually had texted you right after I had Libby and I asked you, how do I be a wife, be a mom and work in ministry all at the same time? Because I was drowning, completely drowning in it. You know, I couldn't sit in the bath for two hours and, you know, scroll on um, Instagram like I once did when you have a child or, you know, ministry is crazy. We're currently in the middle of revival. I work and it's just crazy. But, you know, I'm all for self-care. I've learned that I'm all for self-care. I love some good self-care, but I don't need self-care as much as I need soul care. So how do I take care of myself? I make sure I spend time with Jesus. And, and that's honest to God. You know, when I first had Livy, I was so discouraged, you know, and the enemy would say, you know, you're not spending enough time with the Lord. Well, I, we talked about this in um, this mom's Bible study I'm doing. When I'm folding laundry, Livy's clothes, I'm praying over her. When I'm cooking my husband's meal, I'm praying over him. When I'm getting dressed, I'm praying over myself. So my time with the with the Lord looks completely different than it did in my 20s. But I can tell you, I have never felt him so close as when I'm rocking a baby to sleep at night. Yeah. I'll never forget how Livy, I was sitting in a rocking chair and I said, God, I miss you. I miss spending that one-on-one -on -one time with you. I miss, you know, having the worship music playing and my Bible out. And he said, honey, I am right here rocking this baby with you. And in that intimacy moment with him. So how do I take care of Holly? I make sure Holly is in the care of Jesus. You know, the Bible says to cast your cares on him because he cares for you. He's the best care. He takes care of me when I'm pouring out to others. He fills me back up. I can't give what I don't have. Yeah. And that's, know something my dad has for sure taught me you know you can minister all day long but if you don't have that one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus and it could be in your shower driving to work at a coffee shop get you some soul care because the eyelashes are gonna <laughs> yes yes Ooh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just stop right there because 
soul care is the first thing before self-care because if your soul is well, self will be well. Mm -hmm. That is so good. You gave language to, um, I hope some of my, my, um, my congregation listens to this because they always say, pastor, when you're taking care of you, this and that. And I'm like, I'm a servant at at heart. And so when I'm doing, I feel like it fills me, you know, how I'm studying the word of God. I, I have a way that I study, yes, but then I literally will get up and I'll start washing dishes and doing stuff and moving like that moving and I'm talking to God and I'm, it, it just, it just does something for me. My daughter in love was like, um, mom, you want me to help you do the dishes? I was like, no, so I'm actually studying right now while, yes. I'm, while I'm doing it. I said, I know it sounds crazy or yep. he'll have me go clean my purse out or organize my wallet. Like it's this. Yep. It's like you said, it doesn't have to, it does not, you said yours does not look like, and I want people to hear, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to look like everybody else's. It doesn't have to look like a cookie cutter. It doesn't have to look like, it just has to have happen. Yeah. You know, there's so much shame, I think, especially with moms, man, there's so much shame in when are they supposed to do a, you know, 45 minute Bible study? They're doing dishes, they're doing bath time, they're cooking they're taking care of these babies but 10 minutes I tell all of my mom friends five minutes you know when you are washing your hair I plead the blood over my mind you know I'm letting shampoo fall like crazy but you know what when the shampoo falls the spiritual shampoo comes on I'm cleansing my mind with this word you know I'm praying over my family that is when you spend time with Jesus because the enemy would love for you to not get in with God that his greatest fear is that you would completely not believe everything God says about you. So yes. he, tries to just, he tries to shame us. He tries to say, well, if you don't do it this way, just it's not worth doing it at all. But those five-minute prayers have been the most effective things in my life because number one, it's not a religious duty. It is as a relational act. I'm in communion with the creator. Mm, 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 mm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I don't have more to say because- <laughs> I don't. I just want you all to chew on this. You know, me and Holly are just sitting here. We're just having a conversation. I just love the fact that we can talk about the goodness of the Lord. We can talk about um, that we're women. We have wombs. We can talk about the fact that you don't always feel the greatest, but you know who the greater one is. You can, you know, yes, all this stuff is true. But at the end of the day, you know, check your relationship with the father, get that in order and everything else. It, it literally, it literally will fall in place. Yep. Check and your heart. Will. Yeah. Check your heart. Well, Holly, I want, um, I want the people to be able to connect with you. You have a, uh, you do have a group, um, I do. you do on, on Facebook. Could you just, uh, tell the people the name of that and that way they can uh, follow you. Just, just tell them your full name and where they can actually pull your Facebook group up and be a part of that. Yeah. So my full name is Holly Garces. Um, it's spelled G-A-R-C-E-S. Everyone calls it multiple different names, especially because my maiden name was True and I went from True to Garces. So woo, that was a mess. But Holly Garces. And then my page is called She Believes. And that scripture comes from when Sarah, you know, she believed that she would see the goodness of God. It says, you know, she believed him to be faithful. He that promised. So she believes is the name of my group and it's oh my gosh I just love all that 
Yes, yes. Well, you all heard it right here on the Tell Them Sus podcast show. Thank you, Holly, for being a guest with us. I know it will not be the last time. I know you can't come to the Queendomship Conference because you're going to be birthing, but we are going to, we, listen, we're, we're hoping that she's going to be born, like, I'm like, right in that time frame. Yeah. So, that, I, so somebody I, can call us. <laughs> Um, I said, I can do it. And she said, Holly, when they have their birthing room that night, you're legit going to have your birthing room. No, yes. I'm not having a baby at the hotel. <laughs> yes. No, we are not doing that. It's already planned. We understand and we're excited. There will be another year. Yes. We are blessed. People have already been asking if you were coming back. So Aww. I want you to know your love. You're going to be missed, but I also know you're going to be keeping us in prayer. And thank you again. Give the family our love. We love them. Tell them that um, Pastor Micah Elder said hello. And I'm praying for that to, for for uh, Wednesday night. I'm telling yes. you. Yeah. The power oh, there's a revival about to break. And I just believe oh. it's going to come straight to you guys next. Oh, I receive it in the name of yes. Jesus. I receive it. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening in. Don't forget you all can subscribe to the Tell Em Sus podcast show. All you have to do is type Tell Em Sus. It'll pull up on any of your platforms. God bless you, Holly. Bye. Thank you so much. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Tell em Sus podcast show. If you have not subscribed, please do so now. We would love to have you to be a part of the Tell em Sus fam. Thank you so much once again for listening.